morning crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Gonzo, also known as Super G, is joining us, and Billy, the chart analysis expert, is joining us on this Friday, so I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Senator Elizabeth Warren is leading an anti-crypto campaign across America, telling crypto investors to stop investing in air, as Citibank is the latest global powerhouse to bet on crypto, stating over $4 trillion in assets will be tokenized. Ripple partner MFS Africa is bringing instant settlement to over 130 countries worldwide. As the U.S. dollar is collapsing before our eyes, BRICS nations are set to launch a new global currency, stepping away from the SWIFT system. And with rumors of TikTok ban and Trump being arrested this week, we break down the details, showing our community how this, these news events are distractions from the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, we got to get right into our news for today. But before we do that, how you feeling, my friend? And thank you for making time for us. Feeling a lot better than, than the past few days, Abs. Feeling a lot better. It's Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Great to see both Gonzo and Billy today on the same show. It's going to be fun today. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good day, Super G. And we're not only talking about Ripple this morning, we're talking about Cardano and Ethereum as well, as Cardano is now going to become compatible with Ethereum applications. So really exciting news for the ADA holders out there. How are you feeling this morning, my friend? Thanks for being here. Oh, the mute, got, <laughs> mute button got me. I'm feeling outstanding. Uh, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, happy Friday. Yeah, man, just super excited, dude. It's been a great week. I, I've gotten lucky and been able to be on the show with you guys uh, every day. So it's been awesome. So it's just a great way to end the week. And uh, yeah, anytime I get to be on with Billy is awesome. So I love you, Billy. Absolutely, Billy. And thank you for making time for us this morning. We're not going to force you to talk about Bitcoin, but we are going to talk about some conspiracies on this Friday. So thanks for making time for us. How you feeling? Dude, it's a blessing. Every time I get to see G and Johnny and you, man, it's always a blessing to be with my boys. Uh, if y'all ain't going to the 2023 conference, I don't know what y'all are doing. I'm so excited. And man, between that and then the boot camp that we have coming up, uh, it's just, it's a great time to be alive. Man. Even with all the bullshit going on, our world is a blessing. The best thing to do right now is be surrounded by like-minded individuals. And if you're looking for an opportunity to do so, the best place to do it is this April 15th at our Freedom Conference. I believe there's a couple tickets left available. So go sign that up. If you're looking for us in April, that's where we're going to be. But guys, we're going to start this show off the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. We're at 3,338 followers. And last night, somebody made fun of me for only having 3,000 followers. So guys, go smash that follow button and please keep following our team. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is sitting in 63 this morning, actually in greed, Johnny Crypto. But when we check out some of the daily movers, it's green across the board. We've got HBAR up about 10%, XLM up 5%, Lidow up 8 and Cardano up 8% on the day. When we check out the total coin market cap, we are sitting just below $1.2 at $1.18 trillion this morning. Bitcoin is 46% dominance. Ethereum is about 19%. 
We've got Bitcoin up to 28,500, Ethereum 1800, XRP is 53 cents. Cardano is actually above 40 cents this morning, up 13% on the seven day. And let's scroll down to Quant Network because we're going to show you guys a great video later today sitting at 126. And Johnny Crypto, we already got 188 live listeners joining us on this Friday. Show us some love. Smash that like button. You know what? Let's skip right into our content for today because I don't want to bore the people with the market analysis. We do that almost every morning. And with today, the news that's going down, the U.S. dollar collapsing, this is where I'd like to start. So, guys, show us some love. Smash that like button and check out this great video as we go back to the team. What people think, what you think, because you're getting the garbage from television, what you think is coming is a recession. What your crazy friends might say to you is coming is maybe a depression. You'd be mistaken. Those are lies. What is coming is a collapse of the dollar. You haven't had one of those. We've never experienced the collapse of the dollar of the world's reserve currency. And I think this is a good place to pause it and give a little narration here, Johnny Crypto. The collapse of the dollar is something we've never seen before, but many channels across YouTube right now are claiming we may head into a recession. Something that stuck out to me during this video, and he brings this out in the last 40 seconds or so, is they're going to roll out a global solution for what we're going through right now. And it's something that we've addressed for several months on our channel, central bank digital currency. So before we even get into our content for today, I'm going to paint the picture right now. The theme of today's episode is CBDCs and the impact that Ripple is going to play. But Johnny, let's start off right here. Do you believe he's correct that for the first time ever, we are going to see the U.S. dollar not be the global reserve currency? 100%. 100% that's where we're headed. There's no question about it that the day of the dollar is dead. You're already seeing the unwinding happen. It started last year with the Russian war. Then you had the Russia and China creating their own trade agreement in gold. Then you had, there's so many things going on. The dollar, but the thing that has always saved the dollar ever since it came off the standard is that it's the petrodollar. And you now saw Saudi Arabia saying, we're not trading in dollars anymore. So it's dead. It's over. It's already done. It's already done. Just nobody knows yet because it hasn't been announced. All right. So, so this is a very, very bad day. And this is why the only true way, and again, I'm not an expert in this because none of us have been through this, but if you study other countries that have gotten their, their money destroyed, and it will happen if you go back and look at um, the prior countries who lost as World Reserve, their citizens, their dollar value goes down dramatically or their purchasing power. The only way really to salvage and protect yourself historically has been silver and gold. And so if people are not investing in silver and gold, it's going to be a very, very, in assets, it's going to be a very, very, uh, if you have a lot of cash in the bank, one day you're going to wake up and find that $100,000 won't even buy you a loaf of bread. And if you don't believe me, again, I'm not saying this, that, that inflation, hyperinflation will be that bad, but that has historically happened in other nations. Check out so, Venezuela. Venezuela is one of the richest countries in the world. Um, and now look at them. They can't, they're, they wipe their ass with their money. I mean, it's, it's and, and they're trading. And guess what they were bartering with? They were actually using silver. Yep. They started trading in silver. So, you know, the only way I truly believe to protect yourself, even beyond crypto, because I'm not even sure crypto is the right answer, is 100% gold and silver. And then you diversify with some crypto and maybe some, you know, real assets, real estate, things like that. But yeah, I, I otherwise, this is yep. a very new times apps. We are we are going in uncharted waters in the U.S. 
and, and nobody knows how the, how bad this is going to be or how to handle this. That's right. And Billy, I know you have some additional thoughts. I just want to throw in this key statistic here really quickly. The five countries and BRICS nations now contribute to almost 32% of global GDP, while G7 nations, which is the U.S. included, has fallen to about 30%. BRICS is expected to contribute over 50% of global GDP in just the next eight years. And this is perhaps the most important macro chart that doesn't get shared in the mainstream media. So Billy, I'm kicking it right back to you. That video we just played showed the media, the mainstream media, Fox News, CNN, they're not showing this type of content. And I believe we know why, but what does it mean to you, Billy? Yeah, they can't. Well, now you have Mexico trying to join BRICS too. That's, and you know, Mexico's come right out and said, not only do they want to join BRICS, but they're not going to ban TikTok. This is why Trump got arrested. And this is why the TikTok crap's going on is to have us like coach talks about all the time. Have you looked this way? And the whole time this is going on this way. That way you're not moving your money into assets. Um, you're you're just going to get, unfortunately, just wiped out like like the rest of them that's just holding the dollar. Not to scare anybody, but just prepare you. This shit's going to happen. It's not if, when, it is going on right now. The only thing that hasn't solidified is the news hasn't told you. But it's already happened, fam. Absolutely, Billy. And we got 315 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Gonzo, we're kicking it right back to you. But first, we're going to play the last minute of this clip. This will make us Venezuela. Make no mistake, if you want to be prepared, prepare yourself like people should have prepared in Venezuela soon. I don't know when, but it will happen overnight. Soon, everything will be collapsing and the banks will close and there will be chaos. And everyone on radio and television and the internet will be telling you we have to do central banks. We have to do digital currency from the central. Do not believe that. The collapse is caused by the idiocy of the people who are now telling you, A, we're fine, it's stable, and B, that's a conspiracy theory that we're doing a... a Central bank digital currency. They're lying to you. And they're the ones who caused it. And this is the most important detail here, Gonzo, at least from my perspective, is they're using the narrative that these tokens are going to be covering your privacy. So they're basically, they're lying to the general public. They're stating that not only is this a great thing, it's actually going to give you more power, give you more power over the way that you spend your dollar. And Johnny Crypto, I know that you've got crypto bad, CBDC good, but I'm kicking it right to Gonzo here. What does it mean to you, my friend? Yeah, I mean, you're you're starting to see this kind of narrative um, pick up. Like if you saw the interview with Elizabeth Warren, where she was talking about where she's going to run for the president, she was talking about CBDCs and how they were good, right? And they were making fun of Bitcoin, that it was backed by air. And she was comparing Dogecoin and Bitcoin as if they were the same asset class. Uh, but the interesting thing is like, I was on a Twitter spaces uh, yesterday that was in Spanish and it was uh, Latin American countries. And they were talking about like, their, their fiat, right? Like we were talking about in Argentina and a lot of them move their money into stable coins. And I understand how we feel about stable coins, but it was a very interesting perspective from their side. They would rather be in a stable coin like USDT and then maybe even USDC, even after the DPEG compared to what their fiat is, right? And then the other thing was that they were into Bitcoin, but I thought the stable coin narrative from their perspective was pretty interesting. 
Absolutely, Gonzo. And we're going to break down some details right now about how Elizabeth Warren is planning to build an anti-crypto army across America. But before we do that, we got 333 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And thank you for being here on this Friday. We're going to break down a video that took me nearly a half an hour to find this morning as they are seriously trying to hide this video of Elizabeth Warren and Gary Gensler sharing information before before speaking publicly in front of Congress. So guys, if you enjoy this content, you're welcome. All right, a bombshell report tonight about how Elizabeth Warren, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and her office coordinated testimony with the Security and Exchange Commission ahead of a Senate hearing. The Heritage Foundation Oversight Project, of which I'm associated, through a FOIA request, obtained emails from Warren's office to the office of Chairman Gary Ginsler two days before his Senate testimony back in September of 2021. The email for Warren's economic policy advisor includes a list of questions. Get this, a list of questions that Senator Warren planned to ask, along with suggested answers for the chairman of the SEC. The advisor also wrote, quote, let me know if you're okay with the questions as currently written. Two days later, she sent a follow-up, quote, Let me know if it's looking like the chair has any issue with the framing of the questions. Definitely don't want to put him in a tough spot. Wouldn't want to do that, Elizabeth. Wouldn't want to do that. And you know what I'm going to point out before I kick it right to you, Johnny, is the fact that Elizabeth Warren is showing her true colors right here. The woman who's leading an anti-crypto campaign across America is also working with who behind the scenes? That would be Gary Gensler. So I don't think it's a stretch at all to say that Gary Gensler is part of this anti-crypto alliance in America, working to bring traditional finance in while kicking companies like Coinbase and Binance out. So I'm going to give you the floor, my man. Floor is yours, Johnny Crypto. Well, we know Pocahontas wants to put an army together, and it's actually going to be an anti-crypto army that she's working on. But we do know one thing for sure. She is totally touting this. Crypto is bad. But we know she thinks CBDCs are good. I mean, you know what's great is we've been telling you this on this show for, God, how long now? Maybe it's been a year we've been picking Yeah, just about. We told you this was coming, right? And now people are asking in, in, the, uh, in the chat what to do. And as I said earlier, I mean, there's only a few options, right? Gold and silver, that definitely resonates, Weasel. Gold and silver are certainly your best, most likely. Again, we're not financial advisors, not financial advisors. Best options, but the best thing to do is go research, go start doing research of what happened to England and Portugal and all the other countries prior who had the world reserve currency. The history is there. You can see what happened to their currency. You can see what happened to the citizens. Uh, you can see how their lives, their their um, the quality of lives dropped down. And you can also see what you could do to protect yourselves, right? But the, the most likely thing is is going to be gold, silver, and potentially Bitcoin. I think this is where we're going to see. To me, this is going to be the true test. And I don't care what anybody thinks. Everybody, everybody hates Bitcoin. You love Bitcoin. The reality is we're going to find out if Bitcoin truly does act as a store of value. I was in a group chat last night or a spaces, and it was very fascinating. The older folks, the boomers, were talking about gold and silver because they were talking about the same thing. We're talking about gold and silver being you know, a way to protect. But you know what the millennials were talking about? Bitcoin. They were all saying, no, 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 I'd rather have Bitcoin. And what I realized in that chat last night is what you're going to see, this is my guess, my theory, you're going to see the boomers who love their boomer rocks, right, gold and silver, 
as they transfer that wealth, as they die and pass it on to their, their, their next generation, next generations, the next generation is going to take that and they're going to transfer that into Bitcoin. And that's why I really believe that's what we're going to see happening. And that's why I think Bitcoin is going to skyrocket in the long run, because you've got a bunch of wealth sitting in gold and silver, which people believe are true money. And that is going to get passed down generation to generation to the next generation. That's going to convert it to Bitcoin. And so I truly believe Bitcoin is going to is going to be here, um, even though there's going to be a lot of effort to squash it. I don't think they're going to be able to, to kill it. And you'll have the three gold, silver and Bitcoin, in my opinion. But that's my theory. We'll have to wait and see if that play, if that's how it plays out. It's fascinating, Johnny Crypto, and I'd love to hear from the other guys as well. But before we do that, we got 434 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you to all 433 of you for being here. We're going to play this video and then kick it right back to Gonzo and Billy. Here we go. End quote. And it appears the chairman didn't have any issue with these questions because Senator Warren asked almost verbatim from the email. Check this out. Chair Kinsler, advocates said crypto markets are all about financial inclusion, but the people who are most economically vulnerable are the ones who are most likely to have to withdraw their money the fastest when the market drops. Does this sound like the path to financial inclusion to you? Beautiful. I mean, that's why they pay her to read off the script. She does it beautifully. She makes it sound organic. But Gonzo, before we kick it to Billy, I'd love to start with you. How do you feel about Elizabeth Warren? And this is what I want to focus on for our listeners here. Elizabeth Warren and Gary Gensler clearly have the same agenda, and she's telling you exactly what her agenda is. She's telling you she's building an anti-crypto army across America, and she's working with Gary Gensler behind the scenes. Now, Gary Gensler has not come out and directly stated that he endorses this campaign, but let's draw two and two. They're sharing questions and answers before Congress and then pretending it's an organic conversation. So to say Gary Gensler is an endorser of this campaign, I really don't think it's a stretch. What's it mean to you, Gonzo? Yeah, you know, she definitely, she's not trying to regulate crypto. She's trying to kill it, right? And she wants to come across as like, she's for the people and she's this and that. But Sin City Crypto put out a good tweet that showed a statistic that as a yearly salary, she only gets paid about, I think it was about $285,000. But her net worth, I want to say it was $63 million. It was in the low- No, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it in right? the background while you keep so talking. So you tell me, you tell me how a- servant of the public that makes that much money has a net worth of that many millions of dollars. And then you tell me who she's representing. It's all a setup, man. You could see it like the way that she's positioning, the way they're attacking crypto operation 2.0, right? I mean, operation choke point 2.0 and everything that's going on, right? They're, they're trying to force feed CBDTs right down our throat, right? Because they knew they could see it coming. They're not, these aren't stupid people that are in power, right? They, they understood what was happening with the dollar and how it was not going to become the world currency anymore. And like, what do they say? Don't let any good crisis go to waste. They're going to use that crisis to, to force feed us central bank digital currencies. And she's already talking about it. She's going to run on that platform. Absolutely. And Billy, I'd love to get some thoughts from you as well. And as you can tell, we are sharing the latest update of Elizabeth Warren's net worth. Not only is she worth $67 million, she only paid 110000 in taxes last year. She's also five foot seven and 73 years old for anyone else who's wondering. But Gonzo, I mean, Billy, I'd love to hear what it means to you. Elizabeth Warren is leading the anti-crypto campaign across America. But let me just state it this way. If she's against people holding crypto, who's her enemy? Who's she really an advocate for? I'd love for you to answer that question. 
Uh, man, unfortunately, we are the enemy of all politicians. They don't they don't represent us. And I'm talking across the board. I'm talking about Republicans, Democrats. If you're in that position of power, you didn't get there just by representing the people. You have to raise money in order to be in those committees. You have to be on fundraisers and you have to produce money. There's only one way to produce money for your party, and that's by lobbying things of that nature. She's right up there with the rest of the garbage, man. I mean, this woman uh, went on the thing that she was Indian for such a long time learning that was BS. Uh, you have this stuff going on. I just I just want to point this out for everybody. Uh, a little bit about the gold and silver. When everything goes to shit and we go through whatever we're fixing to go through, you can call it depression, you can call it uh, recession, whatever. I think it's going to be some bad times. Here's my only thing about the Bitcoin aspect, because we all know how I love Bitcoin. The millennials, and this isn't a, a crack on millennials or anything like that. This is my generation versus the millennial generation. The millennial generation cannot and will not stand up to the politician and the rules of government that's going on. So therefore, I feel like they're going to fall in line with anything that comes about from that. If not, then I agree that they will probably take over and push Bitcoin to higher things. But I don't see them being able to change uh, what's going on in the world that we have right now. So that's that's my doubts about Bitcoin and just my side view of it. Um, and I could be totally wrong. I've been wrong about other shit. But here's what I will say. No matter what happens, even if we go through apocalyptic shit or you know whatever happens, gold and silver will always remain barterable. And if you don't have gold and silver, you better have you a skill set to be able to trade back and forth. So when things go to shit, Make sure you're you're prepared in those aspects. Barter ability, barter to ability. I guess that's how you say it. I don't know. I'll get it out there one day. Uh, but you you have to go through those things. So don't just rely on crypto because if it goes to shit and they tack out our electrical grid, it doesn't matter. Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, it's all shit. Only thing people are gonna take is what you can physically hand them back and forth. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to give a rebuttal to Billy right here as there is some new evidence of Bitcoin acting and being programmed as a commodity. Bitcoin is a commodity that's programmed to be more difficult to produce over time. In order for mining revenue to continue growing at the same pace it has historically, the price of Bitcoin must increase. All else being equal, we can expect the following Bitcoin prices to happen with the correlated years. Now, within this chart, they're giving us broad ranges. So I'm going to read these very broad ranges for Bitcoin prices. Do not take them literally. Between 2024 and 2028, we can anticipate Bitcoin being worth $37,000 and $325,000. After 2028 to 2032, we can anticipate Bitcoin being anywhere, according to these statistics, from $325,000, and Johnny, i got to keep you muted, $325,000 to $2.8 million during that decade. And the following four years, we could see Bitcoin go from $2.8 million all the way to $20 four million dollars the hopium is in the air on this friday morning and johnny i gotta keep doing this we got 491 live listeners joining us couldn't be more thankful for you being here show us some love smash that like button and johnny i'd love for you to rebuttal what billy had to say while also taking into account what do you think bitcoin a commodity built to grow over time yeah i mean i can't rebuttal what billy said because i agree you know with him in terms of you know with gold and silver is the place to be and and bitcoin you know bitcoin is gonna it's going to it's going to find its place. You know, countries are using it. When you look at the third world countries, um, some of them have said because their nations have been destroyed that the only thing they have left is Bitcoin. So I do believe you'll you'll find that Bitcoin is going to find its place. Is it the perfect currency? No, but it's it's limited and it's transferable. And I think it, and it's decentralized. Those are the three key elements you need. And as Yusko rightfully points out, the best technology isn't always the one that wins. 
it's the one that gets a, a, adopted first. And we already know Bitcoin's there. It's already done. Bitcoin is already the number one adopted. So it will have its place in here. But when the grid gets turned off or if shit really hits the fan, Billy's absolutely right. You need to have, I've been saying it yourself, you need to have seeds. You need to have chickens. You need to have eggs. You need things. You know, Robert Kiyosaki said, buy silver, golden cans of tuna. 100% right. I got a ton of tuna in the fridge, in the in the closet. You need to have that kind of so you can't eat silver and gold. Um, so you need to be smart and you just need to the best way to think about it, abs, is this way. I just think about put your here. I'll give this, I'll give you guys a simple clue. This is how you plan. Just pretend the power's out for a week. Pretend you just lost power for a week. What are you gonna do? That's it. Just that's what you should you should sit down tonight and say, okay, the power's out for a week. What am I gonna how am I gonna survive for a week? And figure it out. And literally, as long as you do that, now you're prepared. At least you've done more than 95% of the people that aren't going to do shit right now. They're going to be panicking. And that's why when they come and they offer a CBDC, everybody's going to take it hands down. They're going to say, absolutely, give me that soul, bitch. I'll be happy to take that while you put the handcuffs on me because you know on them, because that's what's basically going to happen. That's right. Make sure you got gas for your generators. Make sure you got tuna. Make sure you got a little gold, a little silver, some seeds, some lettuce, you know, all the stuff you need to survive. Water, particularly. And if you do all that, you're probably going to be in okay position to get through it. It will happen over the weekend. They'll, they'll do a crash of the whole thing, and it'll be very interesting. So, uh, so Donnie, let me just throw out a couple of rebuttals here, and we can talk about this openly as a group. Guys, we've talked about this since 2020, not only that there was going to be a massive power outage, but that solar flares could be the actually main contributor for the power going out. Here's the picture that I'd like to paint. I see no incentive for global leaders today, the people who run the banks, the people who control the governments. I see no reason for them to have a power outage take place. I think what they'd actually like to do is the complete opposite. They'd like to crash the fiat system while showing us that blockchain and electronics as a whole is the is the way to solve the problem. And the reason that they're going to do that is because blockchain not only offers them more control, they're able to monetize our information. They're able to get more details on our payments. And that's the big that's the beginning of the end for democracy. That's exactly what Thomas Jefferson warned us about. We read this quote three times throughout this week, Johnny Crypto. Thomas Jefferson said the central banks can become more dangerous than the governments by simply allowing them to launch a currency. That's exactly what we're witnessing today. And you know what? Not all the politicians are bad in America, guys. We've got some great representatives out there as well. And here's one of them. As Tom Emmer is talking about how crypto innovation in the United States is the best thing that could happen. We have $32 trillion of debt in this country. We gotta figure out how to balance our budget. And then guess what? You want crypto and everything associated with it to grow here, to innovate and grow here because that will grow the economic pie for everyone. Republicans, Democrats, that's the only way, I'm gonna tell you right now, my belief is that's the only way that you can deal with the $32 trillion in debt. The the only other way would be to declare the country bankrupt and go into reorganization and tell people that they're going to take haircuts for debts and we're going to pay this back, we're going to prioritize that. You, this is a company, this, the United States of America, that has uh, not been managed well. Uh, crypto is a big part of the answer, I believe, in how you grow it. But the, the, the- Gonzo, immediately where my head goes when playing a video like that is what Elizabeth Warren is promoting in America today. She's not pro- promoting them to shut down crypto because that's impossible. It's much bigger than the United States. She's saying, let, let countries like China... England, France, whoever's an advocate for this technology, let them get the lion's share of the market. And the U.S., we're going to operate in our traditional financial system, which obviously 
benefits the politicians and the bankers. So I think there's a clear agenda and Tom Emmer just painted the picture. What's it mean to you there, Gonzo? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're spot on. That's why we're seeing what's going on with uh, Operation Choke Point, right? And they're taking away uh, access to the banks. Um, and then you see all the lawsuits, you see what Gary Gensler is doing and how he's suing Coinbase, Kraken, um, calling things a security. They're pushing innovation out of the country because they don't understand it, right? It seems like they're afraid of it. When all along, the solution to our problems is right there in front of them, right? Just think about it. I said this before. Imagine if in the internet boom, all of those companies didn't happen here in the US, right? The Facebooks, the Googles, the Microsofts, the Apples. What if those were Chinese companies? Where would we be at today? And that's what we're seeing now, right? These companies are going to go where they're treated better, where there's clarity, where, they, where there's regulatory clarity, where they can build their products and services, and they don't have to worry about being sued or all of a sudden um, like just losing everything that they've been building for years. Um, and they're doing it on purpose. Now, we can argue back and forth of why they're doing it, right? If it's for nefarious reasons or they're just incompetent or what, but you can't argue with the fact that they're doing that, that their actions have a, a direct result of these companies going offshore. There was a story about um, the, I think it, the, I think it was the Taiwanese SEC that are starting to change regulation, right? For ICOs, for crypto ISOs, making it better for the people so they can invest more. All these other countries are making it easier, right? For um, crypto assets to grow. Um, and, they're, and they're giving that, that clarity um, so that people will come there. So they want to be the hub of innovation, right? And, and, and it's these, like what we've considered third world countries that are able to pivot quickly and that are taking advantage of this while we fall behind. And listen to this quote here from Hester Pierce. We've read this throughout the week, but when you play videos like the one we showed of Elizabeth Warren, this is more evident than ever. Some people in the regulatory world are perfectly fine with having innovation in crypto move away from the United States. That's because they don't think there's anything positive that can come out of this innovation, said Hester Pierce. Her mindset tends to be a little bit different, but when you're talking about who's an advocate and who is not, it is clear. And now they're painting the picture more clear than ever. Gary Gensler is not an advocate of cryptocurrency. He is an advocate of traditional finance. And it's time for the elected officials in this country to wake up because this is what Brad Garlinghouse actually said, Billy. And I'm going to kick it right to you after this quote. So he was referring to an article about how Gary Gensler didn't actually clarify the rules for cryptocurrency, but doesn't want Congress to come up, come out with an updated list. Brad Garlinghouse said this right here. He said, for the chair of the SEC to assert that he dictates what's a security and what is not is absolutely beyond comprehension. It's time for elected officials in the U.S. to take notice and move against people like Gary Gensler. So with all the distractions from the TikTok ban to Trump being arrested, these are the narratives that people should be focused on, whether it's the Ripple case, the collapse of the U.S. dollar. That is what is important. That is what's happening. And that's what we're focused on, Billy. So what's it mean to you? Man, it's, it's just crazy where we are right now. We're, we we trust these people to make the laws, and you know that's who we we put our, our trust in, and we really we try to believe that. But l let me give you some numbers. I don't know if you guys know this. These are the people that we're trusting to make our laws and keep us safe. Out of those 435 members of Congress, 36 have been charged with spouse abuse, 7 have been charged with fraud, 19 have been charged with bad checks, 117 have bankrupt two companies or more, 3 have been jailed for assault, 71 can't get a credit card because their credit's so bad. 
14 have been arrested on drug charges, eight have been arrested on shoplifting, and 84 have been arrested for DUI. And those are the people that we want to make our laws and keep us safe. So like overall, man, I just kind of want to go back to the fucking core things. It doesn't matter about crypto. It doesn't matter about all these people until we get the core of our problem, which is our politicians, our Congress, our House of Representatives, all that shit in order. We're going to continue down the same rabbit hole again and again and again. Hence why we are where we are now and we can't stop what's going on with the American dollar. The only reason we've been able to stop it in the past is because we've had military presence and we've been able to do certain things. Now with all the BRICS nations coming together, um, it, we, we can't do that anymore. We can't be the bully that we used to be. But now we're arresting a former sitting president for a, a federal charge that they're trying to put on a state statue and the statute of limitations is ran out on both items. And for you to don't know what a grand jury is, a grand jury can indict anything, man anything. They can present what they want to. You can indict a ham sandwich. It doesn't mean that it's going to stick, but this is a tick for tack thing. Cause now when the Republicans get back in charge and have everything, they're going to have to go at the Democrats, right? It's a back and forth tick tack thing. So Billy, let me actually pick it right back to you here. The only thing I want to comment on is the fact that now, nowadays, I think it's more important than ever that people wake up to the fact that Trump is just as much a part of this show as anyone else. Do you think it's a coincidence? I'm blatantly asking you, Billy, do you think it's a coincidence that on the exact day that France begins settling trade in something other than U.S. dollars, China begins settling trade in something other than U.S. dollars, and Saudi Arabia also begins settling trade with Brazil in something other than U.S. dollars, the exact same day is when they decide to bring up these BS charges against Trump. I think it's nothing but a distraction, and I don't even want to waste our listeners' time with the details because it's not important. They're pointing you this way. Look the other direction. The banks are collapsing. The Ripple case is almost over. And on top of all of that, they're going to roll out a central bank digital currency and tell you it's a good thing. So I just wanted to point that out right back to you, Billy. No, 100%. The things that are really going to affect our lives and fuck things up for us, they're not talking about and they don't want us to talk about. And the things Trump getting arrested don't mean shit to anybody. TikTok getting banned don't mean shit to anybody. But every, every, every narrative that they have put out has been garbage. Russia, Russia, Russia is done. The uh, laptop is fake. It's real. The, the Hillary emails, they're real. This whole Ukraine thing, it's just a money laundering scam and shit. Um, every narrative that they've had that they put in front of us has just went away. And at some point in time, there was a comment in here, man. What we are, we have pussified our men and our nation to a point that we can't even stand up to our politicians who do the dumbest shit, write bad checks. And Gonzo, I'll tell you, I mean, in life, you are the people you hang out with. So you're guilty by association. So if you're in Congress and you're in Senate and you're letting the bullshit go on, you're just as guilty as the motherfuckers doing it. I don't care how good you are, where you come from. If you condone the behavior, then you're part of the problem. I don't care what your title is. Fascinating, Billy. And that's one of the reasons we call this Conspiracy Friday, guys. We're getting spicy, bro. We're getting spicy. 100%, Gonzo. I just want to add something. Just real quick. It just goes to the politician thing where other countries are just looking at us as weak. Like, it's crazy. You had the vice president making an announcement when she went to Nigeria, right? I think it was Nigeria, talking about commending Nigeria and all this shit, right? While that president was making an announcement about, hey, if you're in the dollar, you better get out of the dollar. You better stand by while they're making that announcement about the BRICS nations not using the dollar anymore. But yet our vice president is commending them. What are you guys talking about? Like, it's a total shit show. Yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, I just want to say, write down yesterday's date. What was it? 3 30 31? Write that down. 
That's the day America died. We are now officially a banana republic country. That's all we are. If we're going to go after political enemies offer a bunch of horse bullshit crap, paying people to stay silent, which they do all the time, this country is done, finito, over, done. But I do want to address something that I think is important here, uh, Abs, and, and this man you know, asked a question here. You know, We talked about gold and silver in the show, what you can do to protect yourself. And no, I don't mean tokenized. I don't mean you know paper gold. No, 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 no. You need to have physical, there you go, right there. Physical gold and silver that you can hold in your hands. Again, we're not financial advisors, not financial advice. But me personally, I would not have. Remember, when the power, there you go. When the power is turned off and nothing works, how the hell are you going to access your gold and silver if it's on a computer? No, it needs to be in your hands. So hopefully that answers your question, Motorbike Mike. Um, it, it, you know, you need to have, the, you got to go back to just old school survival. That's the way to think about it. Absolutely, guys. And we got 525 live listeners joining us on this Friday. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're about to dive into a brand new article out of Ripple stating how over 130 countries worldwide could soon be using Ripple's on-demand liquidity product. But before we do that, guys, we're going to show you the smartest way to track your crypto. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com. That's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. For anybody who's new to this program and hasn't seen our product before, that is the product that we have created within our team. Merlin Crypto is a way that not only do we not custody your crypto, this is simply an exit strategy app. We're helping you navigate the market. We're helping you take profit during a bull run. And guys, it's absolutely free for the first 30 days. So there's no downside to signing up. I better see at least a couple new trials in the link down below. But Johnny Crypto, let's dive right into this uh, brand new article as Ripple partner MFS Africa is going to be facilitating outward remittances to over 130 financial institutions across the globe. And guys, this is fresh off the printing press, right off the news this morning. Access Bank customers can receive payments globally via MFS partners. MFS Africa, which is a partner of Ripple, has inked a partnership deal with Access Bank to expand the bank's Access Africa remittance corridor. The prop, this new partnership will provide simplified transfers for customers in Access Africa, enabling cost-effective real-time cross-border payments for businesses and individuals seeking to transfer funds to their families abroad. This partnership will also enable Access Africa customers to receive payments from various parts of the world via MFS Africa, also via RippleNet. Our partnership with MFS Africa and access to hundreds of millions of people in these new markets will help our customers pay and be paid facilitating greater economic inclusion through trade, as well as helping families across 
borders. They're helping individuals in Africa as well as corporations care less about borders when it comes to transfers. And over 130 African-based financial institutions, nearly 400 million mobile wallets will now have access to these instant payments. So Johnny, if this isn't breaking news, I don't know what is. And could this be a reason that XRP is pumping? I don't believe so, but it could be a small detail. What's it mean to you, Roto? No, I don't think it's the reason why XRP is pumping. But what I believe is that you're going to see the world, the rest of the world, carry on crypto. Crypto is not going to go away. It's going to find a place somewhere somehow to play in all the day. The world's too big and there's too many nations for it to get squashed out as much as the effort of the U.S. is going to be to squash it. Uh, I think this is great, great news. What do I talk about all the time on this show? I always want to see use cases, more and more use cases of Ripple and the ODL, which you're seeing right there, um, you know, leverage here. And as reported, MS Africa said they partnered with Ripple, but I like this part to leverage the blockchain company's on-demand liquidity solution. That's the most important right there. That's the most important part in the whole entire sentence, because that means they saw value in the system. And we know, as we've said, Africa I've told you this as many nations already in Africa that are starting to look outside of the currency, you know, paper currency system because of the fact that a lot of their government leaderships are corrupt. And so this is a big, big solution for them. Africa, I should say, is a nation. And I think crypto will have a footing there and grow throughout the rest of the world. And, and that means we will be able to participate in that to some degree because crypto to some degree is borderless, right? I can transfer, even if the government bans, I can still send somebody in Africa money to my wallet, right? Um, what I can't do is I might not have an off-ramp. That's going to be the tricky part. So we'll have to see how that whole thing plays out. But nonetheless, you can certainly transact if you have something. So uh, great news here. Exciting. Another way to just another use case to be very, very exciting uh, if you're an XRP or Ripple. Uh, Thank you fan. so much, Rodel. Oh, sorry. Thank you so um, much, and you know what else is interesting is, Gonzo, ever since the lawsuit back in 2020 of December, when the SEC accused Ripple of selling $1.3 billion worth of unregistered securities, since that date, Ripple only existed in three payment corridors on the planet. They've now expanded to over 40 payment corridors, totaling over 90% of global GDP. So what that means to me is they've set themselves up for a flip of the switch moment where we could see all of these countries start using RippleNet for ODL and we wouldn't even know until the price started to rise. So it's a pretty exciting time. How do you feel about 35 African nations now having uh, access to Ripple's ODL solution? Yeah, you know, like Johnny was saying, it's yet another partnership that's being built that can leverage ODL, right? On-demand liquidity. Um, and I remember like when the show first started, when we first started doing the show, we were talking about news articles where it was all the Asian countries. And we knew kind of at towards the end of the year, I think it was, we started talking about they were going to start moving towards the African countries. And that's what we're seeing now. So um, it, it's awesome. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is I, I know we got a little bit of spicy today. And sometimes it can come across as a lot of doom and gloom. But at the end of the day, it's all about investing in yourself, your mindset, surrounding yourself with the right people, right? Because with every good crisis, there's going to become a great opportunity, right? And that's what we want to focus on. Because we can't change all the craziness that happens in the world, but we can. what we can do is control how we react to it and what we do and where we put our attention, right? Because there's going to be opportunities. Absolutely, Gonzo. 
Sorry, muted myself. The live chat is going absolutely nuts right now. Billy did not get kicked off the stream. Billy actually teaches a course and has to teach that course at 1145. So he did us a favor by jumping on air this morning. I want to give a shout out to Billy. But guys, we already have over 500 live listeners joining us right now. And Citibank is not the only billion dollar industry or billion dollar participant betting on crypto. As Citibank says that tokenized assets are going to be one of the largest growing asset classes over the next decade. Tokenization is going to help bring traditional finance, aka JP Morgan and Bank of America, into blockchain. And Citi believes that it will grow by a factor of 80x in the next eight years, totaling almost $4 trillion in total when it comes to tokenized assets. And Johnny, this is one of the primary examples of why JP Morgan and, J- and Bank of America are excited about this market. They can make more money tokenizing traditional assets so they can make money off the house, they can make money off the NFT, and they can make money off the digital contract as well. So it's a clear example of why they're an advocate for this. What's it mean to you that Citibank sees $4 trillion by 2030? No, it's, it's, it's fantastic. And the reason why I say it's fantastic is, while I don't think it is fantastic, it means crypto is here to stay. And I told you this yesterday on the show. What you're actually seeing is you are seeing the pushing out of the old guard in, in, in well, not the old guard, but of, in, the old guard, when I say old guard, I mean, in this case, the crypto old guard, right? Crypto started with the the folks that were in the, then they ignore your stage and laugh your stage, right? And those are the, the, the people that built it. Now that they built something that's there, the people in control are like, oh, I want that. We got to get them out. And they're getting pushed out, unfortunately. And you're seeing uh, a movement now where they're positioning themselves to be in place um, so that they can benefit off of the future growth that's coming in Web3, blockchain, and crypto. There's no question they see it, but they just want to own it and control it. That's all it is. That's all this is. Well, John, more evidence that was given this weekend. I'm kicking it right back to you, bro. Check out this detail. As Literally a couple of weeks ago, we have the largest exchanges in America be sued by the SEC, Coinbase and Binance, stating that they are not secure custodians. Well, guess what happened just a couple of weeks later? The NASDAQ began NASDAQ. Yep. services. So if that doesn't show you exactly what's going on here, not sure what you're watching. I, I mean, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying is there. It's just a shift. You're just watching a shift. They're just shifting it right now from, because they don't have control of the other ones, but they will have, they have control of the NASDAQ and the other things. So once they have it, they're going to launch this so bitch like a rocket ship, right? And why is that important? Because right now, everybody and their mother is afraid of crypto. Nobody's touching crypto. You can't even you can't even say the word crypto. People like to, they think you got a virus, right? You can't say the word crypto around anywhere in public, okay? Because that's the narrative that's been put around. But when you start coupling the word crypto with the name J.P. Morgan, Chase, and the NASDAQ, and the Bank of America, then about some people like, oh... I can go. Huh? They're going to be hugging crypto. They're going to be loving crypto, smooching it. Crypto is going to be the best thing since sliced bread. It's just not there yet because those things aren't in place. And that's my theory. And that's what I'm going. I'm sticking with my story. I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to happen over the next three to five years. And that's why you have to be patient. Got to have an exit plan. But you got to be patient until we get there. And most of us already know that. Everybody here knows that. We're so early. It feels late. But we are sitting in the cusp of something huge, Abs. We always show the chart of the adoption. One day we got to bring that back up again. Today would be a great day for it, but that's okay if we don't have it. But showing the adoption of where we're going, it's going to be tremendous. Tremendous. 
Absolutely. And Gonzo, I'd love to kick it to you. I'm actually going to pull up that adoption chart in the background. And Johnny Crypto, they're commenting in the live chat, you're not allowed to shave your beard until XRP passes $1. So I hope you don't have any razors in the house. But Gonzo, we got Jim Cramer in the live chat. And ironically, he gave XRP the kiss of death last night. So a little dangerous news here. But oh, no. In on this, my friend. So after listening to Tim Massad on last night's show, I would not do business with Binance, said Jim Cramer. It's just way too sketchy. Well, their CEO, CZ, commented with the praying hands. And I think what he's saying <laughs> is, please yeah. stay away. Do not talk about us. Gonzo, what do you think, man? Yeah, no, I, I could see why he did the praying hands, man. You know, I've been thinking a lot. Of, it's funny that you bring up the, the CZ thing and the Binance thing uh, and thinking a lot about like the lawsuit with the CFTC and everything they've accused him of. Um, you know, as long as it stays as a civil thing and it doesn't go criminal, they're going to be fine. I mean, is that any different than the billions of dollars that all the banks have paid in money laundering, all the laws that they break, right? They, they, might, they might pay like a few hundred million dollars in fines, but they made billions of dollars, right? And so the way I look at Binance, it's kind of the same thing. They did these things. I, and, and if you look a lot of it at the lawsuit, it happened like in 2019. And it was one of these things like what we talk about with USDT. And I think it was like with the exchanges at the beginning, they did a lot of probably shady things, a lot of things that they didn't let their customers know, mixing of assets, right, of customer funds. They faked it until they made it until they were a little bit more established. And now they've kind of gotten some regulation in the KYC, all that stuff, right? And so the way I look at it is as long as it stays civil, I think these guys are going to be fine. They might pay their fine just like the banks do, uh, and then they're just going to keep it moving. Absolutely, Gonzo. And another big update that's been happening in March of 2023 is the shift of banks into ISO protocols. Well, we're going to draw a little ripple connection here. And this one, this is straight conspiracy. So on April 1st, 2023, Credit Credit Argacol Bank will start processing non-cash transfers to a national currency in accordance to the international messaging standard ISO 20022 through an electronic payment system of the national bank of this new generation. Now, how is this connected to Ripple? Because the exact bank that is going ISO compliant is joining Ripple for a testing phase. This is an article from back in 2020. Well, what do we have back in 2018 is they were experimenting with the blockchain technology that Ripple had built. And here's our final update. We're proud to use this new integration and we are testing out the Ripple solution for on-demand liquidity when it comes to cross-border payments. So Johnny, it is a little bit of a leap here. We're drawing some connections that aren't exactly right in front of us, but what we're trying to say is ISO protocols is beneficial to XRP. What does that mean to you, man? Well, I just want to remind everybody, IS, I, ISO protocols just basically is that. It's just a, it's just a protocol. It's just, a, you know, and whether you're, if you're compliant to it, it means that there's the probability or possibility of being used. It doesn't mean it's going to. And I think that's where there's been some confusion. I think a lot of people say, oh, it's ISO 2000 and they're going to be ISO compliant and it's all going to. No, they're not going to get all adopted. It just means the probability or possibility of being used for that is a possibility. Um, so that's the way to think about that is at least they put themselves in the horse race abs. If you're not in the race, you can, you know, like in lotto, you got to be in it to win it, right? You got to be compliant to at least have an option to be, you know, chosen to be used for it. Uh, so I think that's, what's important here is that you are seeing those. Yeah, there you are. So there's the compliance ones. Right. And I think you'll see more fall in compliance because they want to have, they want to be, you know, they want to be chosen potentially as a solution. So you have to, you have to be able to comply or that's not going to happen. That's just step one.
it, it basically creates all uh, all the same standard, right? So that they're all on the same page. That's all it does. There are tons of ISO standards when it comes to different, uh, uh, not just like in the financial world, but all kinds of different um, standards, right? So it's all so that they can talk to each other and it's all done the same way, right? And so like Johnny's right, um, it, it just means that it can be, right? And so we, we have to wait to see how that messaging service or that messaging standard is used to leverage the certain cryptocurrencies. And that'll be exciting to see. But what's something we can't deny is anybody who's been in this market for two or three years, we've been talking about March of 2023 for quite a while. And there's over 500 live listeners who are aware of this right now. Show us some love, smash that like button. And one of the things that I want to remind our listeners of before the end of this show is next Wednesday on April 5th, we are going to be interviewing Jeremy Hogan. And believe me, we're going to be discussing everything related to XRP, as well as Ripple, the SEC, and American regulation going forward. This is going to be one for the history books, guys. And people seem to agree. Already got 31 retweets and 194 likes. So I'm really excited for this interview. Shout out to you, Johnny Crypto. But another thing I wanted to close this episode out on is everyone was talking about how on March 31st, we could get a summary judgment from Judge Torres when it comes to the SEC versus Ripple case. Here is Digital Perspectives, the man we interviewed just two days ago on this channel. This is his opinion. So he said, will Judge Torres deliver a ruling in the Ripple case today? He, he polled almost 2,000 people on Twitter. 30% said yes, but an overwhelming 70% said they are not anticipating a ruling in this lawsuit today. Gonzo, I'd love to start with you. Do you believe we'll get a ruling? And if not, what does that change for you about what, what, what we're expecting going forward? You know, I, I, I don't think so, dude. I mean, anything's possible in the matrix, but a lot of the Twitter, there's been a lot of buzzes. There's been a settlement. Now, I don't know if that has to do with, because there's a lot of speculation. I guess when they look at Judge Torres's uh, decisions, a lot of them may, are made on Fridays, I guess, when she likes to pick Friday when she comes out with their decisions. I don't know if that's something to do with it or what, but there has been this lot, a lot of talk about this, you know, uh, an announcement. The way I look at it is, dude, it comes and it comes. In the meantime, if it's below my average, I continue to DCA because I'm looking at the four-hour chart and the measured move is at 63 cents, bro. So, like, uh, you know, we're, we're going to run out of time to be able to DCA into these lower prices is the way that I look at it. So I have my long-term positions. Now I'm building kind of my shorter-term positions that I'm going to be able to, like, trade and pull profits on so I can put back in. So to each his own, right? It's not financial advice. Everyone has to do what's good for them. Absolutely. And Johnny Crypto, why don't you give us a closing take for today? We were anticipating a ruling on this date, March 31st. The banks are clearly collapsing. What do you believe is happening behind the scenes with the Ripple versus SEC case? That's why you didn't get it. <laughs> you aren't going to get it when everybody thought you were going to get it. I never understood why we all, why anybody thought we were. You know, I know a couple, Stuart Alleroy, Adderoy, uh, I messed up his name, but he's the attorney for them. Alderati. Alderati. Thank you. Thank you, Gonzo. He had mentioned, Abs, that there might, potentially be a chance that we get a ruling at the end of this month. That's why everybody got excited. That may be the reason why we're seeing it happen. And who knows? Maybe we will get one this weekend. My guess is we probably won't, but we will see. There is, you know, there is a little more time left, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but if you remember originally, it was in January. In January. And thank you, Lino. But it was in January when Brad came out and Brad said... We're probably six months away. He was saying somewhere around June to September, we would get a ruling. And I think we're still in that time zone where we're really going to truly get a ruling. But uh, I don't want to let anybody down. But just so you know, I was planning on shaving today. So I will be shaving. It has nothing to do with XRP. 
<laughs> I just no. got to get rid of it. I'm tired of it. So, I will not be shaving. You Johnny will be shaving. Johnny, I will Johnny, be shaving. Do me a favor. Good, good news. It grows back fast. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Johnny's Johnny's beard is like the XRP price chart. It stays in a bear market and then it moves quickly. And guys, we got 504 live listeners joining us on this Friday. <laughs> Show us some love. Smack that like button. Thank you for being here for this episode. And I'd like to remind you next Wednesday, Jeremy Hogan joining the show. So we're going to close it out the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, baby. baby.